Morphin Legacy presents The Grid. Ranger Nation, this is Shatteray22, Vice President of MorphinLegacy.com, welcoming you to episode 155 of The Grid, which we have titled, You Are Gay! Hey, you haven't returned You are gay! Joining me in this episode is, oh, 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 I know it ain't, I know it ain't, Austin, you know it's your girl. Hi. Now, girl, did you come alone or did you bring my girl Amber too? Hi. But before we get into today's news, we'd like to remind you all to follow us on Twitter at the Grip PR and to check out our link tree for a master list of all the places you can find us. And with that, let's go ahead and get this shit started. Morphin Legacies and Megazords of the Month for November are the Megazords from Power Rangers in Space. Worst season ever. Bitch. It's November, so of course I got Jay to do In Space Megazords. Be sure to check out the In Space Swords section in the Morphin Legacy database, and you can watch the Throwback Thursday clips on the Morphin Legacy YouTube channel. Okay, so time for Dino Fury news slash Dino Bites. Nom nom. nom nom. Alrighty, so some casting news. John Snumner will reprise his role once again as Santa Claus in the Dino Fury Christmas special. He's previously played Santa Claus in Dino Charge, Dino Supercharge, Ninja Steel, Super Ninja Steel, and Beast Morphers. All for continuity. That's the one strand of continuity this show really cares for. Alrighty, so more casting news. Teula Blakely will reprise her role as Commander Shaw in Dino Fury. Yeah! <laughs> Yes! We love some Commander Shaw here, so I'm here for that. Oh my god. Get me some Beast Morphers content. My queen! I have a theory about how she's going to be used, but we'll get to that later. Alrighty, so on to big news. Very, very big news. So Netflix has acquired the exclusive rights to stream Dino Fury Season 2. We've been new, but officially announced. (laughs) Yeah, so say bye-bye to Nickelodeon. The thing is, is Nickelodeon wasn't really doing the franchise any favors. Yeah, so it, ca- it stopped caring like after Miss Amorite, to be honest. The only reason why it got any relatively okay airings is because it's part of the contract. Of course, a channel's not going to give a show that's not something it creates that prime airtime. That's pretty obvious and fooling yourself otherwise. The only time it aired on the main channel was when it aired and then the next day at the same time. And that is it. It didn't add any reruns. It added reruns on Nicktoons, but it never aired the reruns on Nickelodeon. Well, Nickelodeon is for Spongebob reruns. Cable is dying regardless, so I'm glad that Netflix picked it up because that's how the franchise is going to grow with Hasbro on the helm. There's just no reason for it. They're dying. Nobody cares about Cable anymore because it's way too expensive and it's less convenient than streaming. It's so easy for parents to 
be like, oh, there's Power Rangers. I can search for it. It's always available. So if you get a kid who's hyper fixated, their parent can always just be like, okay, I know Power Rangers is on Netflix. I'm going to throw it on. And they can watch as many episodes as their little heart desires. And we kind of already knew that something was up because in June, they aired 9 to 11 months before it aired on Nickelodeon. Then they dropped episode 12 to 22 before it even aired episode 12. So the rest of the season is already on Netflix when it's still airing on Nickelodeon. They don't even care anymore. Okay, so next up in toy news for Dino Fury, the Dino Fury blue figure who had a very messed up helmet. It finally got fixed in recent distributions. How true is this? Because all of the ones I keep seeing still have the messed up helmet. Even stores that will have the Void Knight and Gold Ranger figures still have messed up blue helmet. I mean, it just really depends on the distribution houses because if they're not packed the same, it's super wasteful to just only ship those kind of mess ups because there are people who will buy them anyway and don't really care about paint like kids they probably are trying to burn through what they have and then whatever else new comes out in any future assortments will have the updated paint job and it honestly depends on how much the figures sell at a certain store so if there's still 10 dino fury blue figures with a messed up helmet still on shelves they're not going to be clamoring to replace them with new figures also true, yeah. So it just really depends on the distribution area. If area never had them in the distribution houses nearby, then you might get a new one because that's what they have in your area. Whereas some areas where they've had a lot from the beginning, they might have to burn through what they have on hand before new stuff can be added to their warehouse. And also we know that Dino Fury are finally getting lightning collection figures. So I'm just going to wait till Ollie gets a lightning collection figure to get that. I'm not triple dipping. You remember when I said that, I'm like, I'll wait. They're probably going to get lightning collection pretty soon. Yeah, you were right. For once, Amber called it. Hashtag Amber called it. You know what? I gotta be right sometime. Alrighty, so lastly on Dino Fury news, a new multi-pack was revealed. It has the blazing red Dino Fury Ranger, another Void Knight for some reason, and a bike that will be in season two because it was shown at a clip during the Pulsecom panel on Friday. So yeah, Sato gets a bike. Cool. Very cool. Let's go dino bikes. It's a very big bike too. Like you can tell how excited we are about bikes. It looks cool in the clip. All right. So for lightning collection news, lightning round. So up first, we got power month reveals that were revealed on August 25th. So we got a in space two pack with a clipter and another astronomer. <laughs> I don't even give a shit. This astronomer figure has a different color wig, different color armor. So it's different. So I see a lot of people are like, oh, what am I going to do with my astronomer figure that I already have? Bitch, it's different. If they do 10 astronomers with 10 different wigs. I don't even care if their bodies are the same. I will buy every fucking head sculpt. I have a problem buying other two-packs that already have figures I like come out. I'm a little on the fence about buying the Aisha and Scorpina two-pack. Trash. Just buy it. Get Scorpina, you dumb whore. I know I'm on the fence. I might get it eventually. You better fall off the fucking fence. <laughs> Fences are such dangerous objects for me. Also, the Ecliptor looks right. Like, I mean, you can't really fuck that up. It's just a black void with green lines. Like, you can't really do anything to fuck up that paint job. But speaking of good paint jobs, Finster is getting a figure. Already has a figure. Plug Morphin Legacy TikTok. Jay's reviewed it already. Oh yeah, Jay got it like fucking what six months before it comes out for everybody else in that Pulse Compact. <laughs> yeah. You lucky fucking whore. They put so much detail into this. I'm surprised they're not charging. 
charging a higher price point for that figure because of all of that tooling. This is what, 30 or something? $26. $26 for this and fucking Pudgy Pig is 60? Pudgy Pig is bigger though. I don't want to hear it, sorry. Pudgy Pig is bigger, but look at the detail on this figure. Granted, some of those little pieces with these tools like the rolling pin, that could be tooled from another Hasbro line. So that might be a mold they might have already had. Like he comes with a whole apron full of things and he comes with a putty suitcase that makes little putty molds. And I think he could put actual clay in the thing and it would make putty molds. Are you for real? Yeah, I think I watched a video where someone tried that out and they could actually make actual putty molds out of clay. That's actually really cool. Definitely pre-ordered her. <laughs> we got some more Ninjetti. We got white and pink officially revealed. And Kimberly finally has a good head. It's not that creepy smiley face. They actually did a good job with the head sculpt. This one is one that's like, I want it, but I'm also like, if I get one, I'm going to end up getting the whole fucking set. I just want Kim. The symbols are the Cocker Ranger ones, okay? Let me live. I bought all the metallic armor figures on the Binding Jetty. A lightning collection figure for Silver Space Ranger was revealed and released in China. He literally came out of nowhere. Someone on Twitter just posted it one day and it was like, hey, look at this. I found it in China. I don't think it was released, released, because I'm not sure that's how Power Rangers was released. It was probably bought from a manufacturer. Girl, remember when Chase just showed up at Target? Not announced, not anything. And then they found it in Canada. So I guess it just got released internationally before it was even announced. And then literally yesterday, there was a panel, but they didn't reveal it at the panel. It just randomly dropped yesterday on Hasbro Pulse. And then luckily for me, Jay has Hasbro Pulse. So I got him to get it for me for my birthday that's in a few weeks. So I got a figure. I missed it. Because that sucker was sold out in like less than an hour. Walgreens exclusive though. So hopefully that- He'll shelf warm. I checked Walgreens website and the White Dino Ranger is available to buy on their website. So who knows? Maybe you'll be able to get him on the website eventually. So optimistic. Thank you. I mean, I got mine. All right, more reveals from Hasbro Pulse Con which was what last friday or something friday yes so we got red dino fury ranger zato yes he was so happy when he revealed it some black boy joy right there and we got pink dino charge ranger shelby ah we got coda left and then we got the main five main six oh main six yeah ivan too yeah she can't count i love the shelby head sculpt oh my god (laughs) and she interestingly comes with the triceradrill does she not come with the morpher yeah she comes with the dino charge morpher and the triceradrill oh okay whatever that was kind of weird but whatever this one annoys the shit out of me lunar wolf ranger merrick why finish time force my god they started time force by releasing west like what a year and a half ago and nothing since the nerve anyway we're moving on i hate merrick the cog from power ranger zeo with rocky's tonfas because for some reason when they released rocky with that shitty head it didn't come with the tonfas and every other zeo ranger came with their weapons so i guess that's one way to get the weapons but at the same time i'm like really zeo blue with a better head You're getting another blue space ranger figure with a galaxy glider that's cool it's cool i bought the two pack with psycho silver i'm good well that's what's frustrating i would rather have psycho silver but the galaxy glider is really cool i'm not 
not someone who double dips for figures unless it's Funkos. Or Astronema. Or Astronema. Why didn't they get a two-pack of Zane where it was normal and psycho and then they could release blue just with the galaxy glider? Why couldn't they just do a Zane Astronema two-pack where it's like date night? Ooh. That's true. They could have done Zane and Psycho Silver. That would make sense. But then technically it's not a versus pack. It's just a two-pack. But they don't really have a two-pack line. It's just the versus. But I mean, I guess the episode where Psycho Silver shows up is a TJ focused episode. It's stretching. It is stretching. They're not really versus each other. <laughs> they made a two pack of Psycho Red and Leo. They fought for two seconds. That's actually a versus. TJ and Zane are on the same fucking team. What are they versing each other for? Well, he pretended to be evil when he was Psycho Silver. You're stretching. I am stretching, but I'll admit. I'm trying to make it make sense. And a stretch before you reach him. We're continuing with Mighty Morphin monster figures with Parantis head. Work. Yeah. <laughs> like okay Brandon said sure granted that primetime special was a big fucking deal so I could see them doing it because granted you two were barely alive or not alive yet when that aired and Jay and I have discussed it that was a big fucking event children were shocked I very clearly remember being like what the fuck and crying I literally cried because you're a child you don't fucking understand I was baby so I don't remember Austin was like negative three that's gonna get a lot of nostalgia gods because that was a big primetime special when Parada's head fucked and just wrecked everybody's shit. And that's probably why it's getting a figure. And then uh, my stupid pig whore is up for pre-order on $58. I was ripped off, but I got it. Of course you got it. I don't blame you. At least it comes with a lunchbox. $30 lunchbox, I guess. Shit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It better be the most high quality lunchbox in existence. Shit. It better fucking spoon feed me or some shit. It better be one of those fucking bitchin' ass bentos that are super cute and keep stuff hot and cold. Other stuff announced. We got a Lightning Collection Lord Zed helmet. It looks really cool. I do wonder if the Lightning Collection Lord Zed helmet was was planned out before Dino Fury or just so happens that they decided to use Lord Zed and Dino Fury at the same time. Hmm? I wonder if there was an intention there to be like, hey, put Zed in the show so we can promote this new Lightning Collection helmet. I feel like it was probably a coincidence. It's Mighty Morphin helmet, so this would be something I would consider getting if it goes on clearance, but I bought the pink helmet and it doesn't fit my fat ass head, so I won't buy this. I guess it's a good display piece. It is a cool display piece. It's cool, but price point are a little too rich for my blood especially because i have other collections to worry and about. if i can't wear it what's the point mary i mean this one's like 120 dollars. i would hope it was bigger for people with bigger heads i'm assuming it's gonna be the same size as the other helmets how much was the pink ranger helmet 100 um i mean maybe uh some bullshit so what is this called project zap yeah, Project Zap, it's called the Zord Ascension Project, Lightning Collection Megazords, and they were like, hey, check out these Megazords. The first one we're doing is, what do you know? The Dino Megazord. <gasps> Shut the front door. Here's the kicker. We're going to release the black and gold Dino Megazord too, but the only way you can buy it is if you buy an NFT for $200. I think I can officially say it. This podcast is absolutely 100% against NFTs. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. They fuck the environment and they fuck artists. They can go die in a fire. Literally last week, it was probably like Wednesday or Thursday or something where the book Twitter community was losing its shit because all these big young adult authors were trying to do this NFT thing, which they stole the name of their project too from another book, but that's separate. But they were trying to do NFTs and everyone lost their fucking minds. And then two days later, Hasbro's doing the same shit. 
Hasbro for a while now has kind of been shown to be environmentally conscious since they're like, oh, we're going to start doing recyclable packaging to help with the environment and so. And then you start to release an NFT that takes so much energy. Oh, we're using one that doesn't take up as much, but it takes up some. And that's the whole fucking point. Still sold out. The suckers bought it. It's the people on Facebook, apparently, that were buying them. Here's the thing, though. Well, this black and gold Dino Megazord, I feel like more people would buy it and would feel less guilty to buy it if it wasn't bought through an NFT. You could have charged more for it and people would gladly buy it. Because I saw a lot of people who are like, oh, I really want this black and gold Megazord, but I don't want to buy the NFT to go with it. Why have the NFT to redeem it for a physical figure? Why don't you just sell the fucking figure? Like and also, there are so so many other options you could have for black and gold dino megazords it's not the end of the day if you don't get this one they have released the black and gold dino megazord so many times in many different ways i'm sure you can find one in ebay or you can go to austin buy their pin for 200 dollars. something else announced at walmart collectors con we're getting exclusive seven inch megazord figures retail price is $15.99. Release date is February 1st, 2022. And it's going to come in VHS style packaging for some fucking reason. <laughs> for nostalgia. I mean, one of these don't make any sense. Nostalgia for what? These aren't even movies. Because some of them came out in the 90s and people still watched movies on VHS at that time. Recording them on VHS tapes too. I used to record episodes on VHS tapes. Sorry, I don't Especially with like the little hooks on them. On the inside, there are literal VHS tapes with the name. They are? Yeah. I guess that's kind of cute. Three of them make sense, but one of them does not. But, but let's list them. We got the Dino Megazord. Of Thunder course. Megazord. Of course. Galaxy Megazord. Ugly. I'm sorry, the Galaxy Megazord is the ugliest fucking Megazord in existence. I love Lost Galaxy, but that Megazord is shit. I just love how I listen to the Buffy are like, of course, of course, ugly. <laughs> Damn! And then we got Ninja Con. Wait, 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 what? So for those who don't know, Ninja Con back in the day was a repainted ninja figure that Bandai released during Ninja Storm. So they pretty much just painted it red, put the Wind Ninja Academy logo on it and called it a day. So I guess Hasbro thought it was a good idea to be like, hey, I guess this is something kids remember back in the day. But it never appeared in the show. You have to really be into the toy line to remember this figure. But that didn't stop the product description to be like, NinjaCon is a truly mysterious Zord from the Wind Ninja Company. Yeah, so mysterious it never appeared in the fucking show. Well, I don't understand why they're making that. You want to know why? Because they also made a ninja figure, so they just decided to just reuse the mold from that and make this. It wasn't even in the show. That makes no sense. But kids remember it from back in the day, so I guess we can get away with releasing it. I mean, I guess it's kind of nostalgia for the toy line from Bandai but I don't know if I would want to remake something that another toy company did. It just doesn't make sense with that VHS packaging because it's like, oh, NinjaCon on a VHS tape. I'm like, what? It never appeared in the show! VHS tapes still existed in 2003, Mama. What kid would be writing NinjaCon on a VHS tape when it never appeared in the show? Why'd they even do a Ninja Storm one? Because they haven't done any Ninja Storm figures at all. This isn't Lightning Collection. It's a different line, I 
guess. Oh. If they're like seven inch figures, they don't really look that good. Super seven wave two figures were announced. So we got MMPR red and pink. Funny thing about MMPR red is that it comes with a Rocky head and a Jason head. And the Jason head is so stupid looking. It looks like he's smelling someone's. It looks like he's holding in a shit or something. <laughs> a Rita Repulsa, which comes with a Kim head. That is so good. I kind of want this Rita figure they predicted that for me because I was that bitch that was out there putting their Kim head on their Rita figure. I mean, you could do that with the Lightning Collection figure, but that Kim head is terrifying. That made it better on the Rita. The Super 7 Kim head is terrifying too. Is it? I didn't see it. I just saw the article for that. Why does it come with a whip? Oh, because that one episode, Luma Doom, they use like a ribbon thing to fight the monster. Okay, that is very obscure. The Rita figure comes with so much too. Comes with a fucking repulsive scope. How much was this? 55. Hell yeah, I'm getting that. We also got King Sphinx, Yon, and Dragonzord. Rita's the only cop from this line for me. Oh yeah, 100%. I had zero interest in the Super 7 because it's like, oh yay, Mighty Morphin figures. When we were already getting Mighty Morphin figures in the line. Super collection. 7 does other franchises. Like they're getting ready to do Silverhawks from the 80s. I think they're doing a line of Disney Ultimates figures because there's a Robin Hood that I'm going to cop because we all know how I feel about Robin Hood. Oh, we know, we know. And then they do He-Man and She-Ra classics too. And then they also do those stupid little kind of like reaction figures too they're fucking terrible i don't like the reaction figures those are trash i just don't see the point of them doing mighty morphin because they're essentially doing the same figures that the lightning collection is doing and they come with the same accessories you do know the point money i know not, not even just money who buys mighty morphin readers and casuals get your coin has bro i might get the rita yeah the rita is the only one worth copying that is literally the only one so far i'm like okay i might do that all righty so that's the end of the news we'll take a quick commercial break and we'll move on to the reviews <laughs> Listen up, power pukes! This is Barbara Goodson, also known as Empress Rita from Power Rangers. You're listening to The Grid. Make my podcast grow! <laughs> Alrighty, and we're back reviewing episode 12, 13, and 14 of... First up is episode 12 of Dino Fury, Super Hotshot. That's Chase's word. And no, he's not in this episode. Unfortunately. Written by Johnny Hartman and directed by Chris Graham. So on to the brief synopsis this is. Izzy wants to join a new training program and gets her daddy to pay for a membership at this gym called the Hotshot Gym. There she meets up with Fern, Wink, and a new kid named Adrian and the owner of the gym, Coach Bella. Meanwhile, with the villains, Slyther is up to no good and hacks the Ranger hotline in order to nap Sporks and ends up getting one from a dumpster, but is thwarted when the Dino Fury Rangers figure him out. Coach Bella is then thwarted when it's revealed she's not so nice and Izzy decides to start her own training program for free. There's a lot to unpack here. And we will with character focus and elements. Up first is Izzy, Coach Bella, and the Super Hotshot Gym. What up, hotshots? Welcome to your free trial. I'm Coach Bella, and you, you look like the star athletes of tomorrow. Give yourself a round of applause. 
Bella, where the hell have you been, Loka? So Izzy wants to join this gym called the Hot Shot Gym and bugs her dad about it, putting a pamphlet in his sandwich and meowing like a cat. What is this, Camp Rock, where Demi Lovato's just leaving Camp Rock brochures all around the house? You're going to Super Hot Shot Gym. <laughs> hot Shot. Hot Shot. Hot Shot. I almost choked my burrito. Oh my god. He gives in and decides to pay for it. Bullshit. Warden Garcia is totally fine with paying for Izzy's membership. But when Javi gets a key talk that he pays with his own fucking money, it's a waste. And he takes it back to return to the store. They already pretty clearly established that he's super proud of Izzy for being an athlete. She was going places as a professional. In those episodes, he said that Javi kind of flits around to instruments. So that's why he was bad. It doesn't excuse it, but I'm just saying it's not like it's out of the blue. It's not out of the blue. But the double standard pisses me off. Well, yeah, but she's serious about sports. That's what she's been doing. And he didn't think that Hobby was serious about instrument because he keeps doing new instruments. That's the whole point of doing music. A lot of people tend to have one instrument they do really well and then they'll branch out. And it's kind of the same thing with Izzy in sports. She's a track person, so she does track. It's not like she's doing a really expensive track meet and then it's like, oh, hey, I want to do ice hockey and have all this expensive hockey gear. And then, okay, now I want to play basketball. I get it because one, she's the younger one. And two, she's really good at her sports. She does have a future in that. I understand it's still a shitty thing to do, but I see why he's willing to give her money to do it. I'm fine with that, but Harvey paid for that guitar with his own goddamn money and he took it away from him. I don't care if he's wasting it or not. When you use your own money to buy something, that is yours. Did he use his actual cash or did he put it on a credit card? No, he got a job and he paid for it with the money he got at BuzzBlast. That's what I'm pissed off about. Was his bills paid? Doesn't he still live at home? Yeah, he still lives at home. I can see that from a parents. Like, like, why aren't you saving money for a car or for your own place? I mean, don't get me wrong. We stand Queen Izzy in this house and we'll get to that later and why we stand her so much, but on to more bullshit. So yeah, she joins the gym and she meets the the owner of the hotshot gym who is a fake as a press on nail she hypes everyone up and says everyone is her best student we then get some more susness from her after she shells out the merch and making it a requirement even when izzy rips hers and she's like yeah that's gonna be a problem you're gonna have to buy a new uniform what kind of gym makes you purchase a uniform to have to wear ones that's trying to scam you out of money <laughs> she almost does with her teammates cash because her teammates all come in and she's like i don't have the money for a new uniform so everyone pulls in their money even Zato for some reason somehow this motherfucker has all kinds of money but yeah they all pull in their money to give to Izzy and then she's about to give it to Coach Bella and then she starts to show her true colors because she wants Izzy to be like an instructor there so he's like ah, these suckers they'll give anything to join this gym even their watch check this shit out she just rubbing it in her face and then Izzy's like okay I don't feel this at all I'm gonna buy that watch off you and get the fuck out of here because you are no good sister because you are a piece of shit. Goodbye. And then she's like, bitch, well, I'm going to just start my own gym for free and anyone can join. Then she kind of gets her come up this, but not really because she's like, fuck you then. You suckers got your money and you're not getting it back. Yeah, but it's still like, well, she's not really going to be doing any more business. She'll find the next pyramid scheme to join. She'll probably just sell leggings next or something. I don't know. LuLaRoe. Hey there, boss babes. Bella Rowe. All right, on to Adrian and Fern wink. Has Coach Bella's class started yet? I'm not too late, am I? No, you're fine. I I'm Izzy. This is Zato and Fern. We'll be sweating with you. Well, I'm Adrian. So we're we gonna win some medals after this or what? 
So there's two important people that join the Hot Judge Gym. Burn, the racer from Winning Attitude that twists her ankle that Izzy saves and will be super important next episode. And hunky Adrian. Adrian is ripped off by Coach Bella because he doesn't have enough money for the uniform because he's pretty much forced to buy it because for some reason you can't join the gym unless you buy the merch because you already bought the membership. Well, what was fucked up is they weren't told about the required uniform until after they signed up. Yeah, because Adrian's like, I have enough money for the membership, but I don't have enough money for the uniforms because my parents only gave me enough for the membership. And then she's like, oh, oh, no, that's no problem. Just give me your watch. And he just gives her his watch and I feel so bad. That was really sad. And then she's like flexing it later, like I said. She's like, look at this shit. <laughs> and then Izzy gives her the money. And then she gives him the watch back. And everyone's happy. And we see him next episode too. Alrighty, so on to Slither, the hotline hacker. My new hyper hacker is linked directly to the phone network. Calls to the Rangers hotline now redirect here to me. Ring, ring. Let's take a call. Red Ranger here. Yeah, Slyther's a genius. So Miss Slyther comes up with a pretty smart idea of hacking into the Ranger hotline and redirecting the calls to him. So when anyone's calls up for a spore find, they'll be able to get the call in and nab it before the Diner Rangers do. And he actually gets one from a dumpster. He ends up getting duped by the Diner Feeder Rangers and his Ranger hotline hack is destroyed by a barrage of throwing dino daggers at it. Remember those from the first episode? Alrighty, so on to the Sporks Beast of the Week. Bogshell, voiced by Steven Lyons. I'm happy as a clam to help! Bogshell is a Sporks beast. Slyther finds in the dumpster and is used to fight to obtain Sporks that was called in by the Ranger Hotline. This ends up being a trap and he uses his fog to retreat from her. So, Bogshell wasn't really in this episode. More the next episode. So the Sporks egg tally is Dino Fury Rangers 5, Void Knight 6. So on to characters. First up is Zaddy Zato. Like I said earlier, Zato also runs in the Hotshot Gym with what money I don't know. He doesn't seem to have a job and later he gives Izzy money for a uniform. They all bought Javi's keytar back for him. Where is he getting his money? I wish I had this kind of disposal of cash. Do you think Solon has a machine in the base that just prints out money? Because in episode 4 he tried to get a job at Buzzblast but he didn't end up getting it. I wonder if he got a job somewhere else. Who the hell knows? On to Amelia Bedelia. Amelia has a cute moment when the ranger hotline is hacked and she calls in and mucus answers. She then winks and attempts to be sly and lures them into a trap. On to Ali Polly. Ali flexes his smartwash and Amelia of course shades him. Set an alarm to wake me up in three years. <laughs> Quit flexing your new smartwatch, dude. Peanut butter and jealous. I have never heard that before. I love it so much. Peanut butter and jealous. It's the delivery. It's Ollie for you. It's pretty amazing. I'm really glad for it. Also, for some reason, his smartwatch is on the same wrist as his communicator. So he has two watches on the same wrist. That kind of just annoys me for some reason. Like another one on a different wrist. That's too much wrist bling for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> on to Javi the hottie. Javi, the supportive brother that he is, comes to Hot Shop Gym to drop off Izzy a runny green smoothie. Probably spinach juice or some shit. But to be fair, that's kind of the same juice that she got from Lily and Winnie Attitude, so I guess that's her fave. 
drink. So we talked about Izzy. So let's talk about Solon Solon. So Solon encrypts the Ranger Hotline, so it won't be hacked again. Not sure why it wasn't already encrypted in the first place, since that seems pretty important. It might have been just a basic, because they weren't expecting them to come and hack their shit hard. True, but I guess this was something that was made by Buzzblast, so... <laughs> Jane and Jaybor kind of get into wacky shenanigans with Tick, so I'm not surprised the villains were able to hack it. Making a Jane and Jaybor, let's talk about them! So Jane gets into some shenanigans with a cyber coat she's reviewing that's pretty much pummeling her with towels and douses her with water. So you don't get a lot of Jade and Jay Borg in the episodes for reviewing episodes, so I gotta stretch it for as much as I can. It's sad. I want more of these characters, but they're giving me less and less of them. I'm asking to see comic relief characters. I know we said no comic relief, but this is fucking different. These are characters I actually think are funny. And this is something that's kind of down the line of Dinafree episodes too. The rest of the episodes, they probably show up maybe three or four times. You couldn't do this with your other comic relief characters? Because I remember Beast Morpher's penultimate episode and finale of season one, where his shit is super serious, and then we have to dedicate a scene to Ben and Betty fighting Tronics while they're in a grocery cart with fucking sausages. <laughs> And then Betty becomes a giant balloon in the season one finale, which I thought was going to lead to something, but it didn't. So what was the point? Literally led to nothing. All right. So also Jay Borg gives the cyber coach four stars. I mean, five. For efficiency and accuracy, I give the cyber coach five stars. Oh my god, that is so funny when she's like, five stars, but she's holding up four, and then she looks at her hands, and then just slowly protracts her thumb. <laughs> like, that's a gif right there. Oh, I'm gonna make that after this. Oh god, I love them so much. They understood the assignment. Oh, speaking of, they were showing bloopers at Hasbro PulseCon, and they were doing bloopers of filming the opening, and the actress for Jean and Jay Borg filmed stuff for the opening, so maybe they'll be in the opening next season! That's what they deserve. This is how you make a comedic duo that's actually really likable. Because they're not super obtrusive, but they're there. When they're there, they're funny. If they're not really gonna do anything with the plot, they're not really there. They do their shenanigans and we move on. They're not breaking any momentum. I'm okay if they help establish the story for the episode. Something happens to them and that kind of leads into the episode. I love that. They actually enhance my viewing experience because they are very entertaining. Alrighty, so on to Miss Voidite. She's not in this episode. So on to Baby Mucus. Baby Mucus attempts to pretend to be the Red Ranger when Amelia calls the Hack Ranger hotline and she does a cute little impression. She also has a brave moment when she attempts to protect the Ranger hotline hack. No more prank calls! <laughs> you have to go through me! Ugh, that'd be like gross. So, no. I mean, she gets it. Mucus is a baby. Also, it's a baby snot monster. Let's call it for what it is. Mucus is basically snot. I would also not want to fight snot. Also, Mucus is not evil. She just misunderstood. On to final thoughts. This episode has some pretty realistic topics here, like being scammed by someone promising you something great. Mm -hmm. Izzy is also a girl boss, like usual. Hashtag girl boss. And lastly, Slyther's plan was pretty smart, in my opinion. He's a smart cook. You're kind of biased, Ray. Girl, you don't even know. But am I wrong, Ray? You're not wrong i stand slither slither is king in this house but you don't even know you will see how awesome slither gets towards the end of the season i know he was already gonna be standable we knew from the moment that he walked in just hear wildest dreams playing and ray's watching it the wind is blowing his hair 
<laughs> you know that TikTok where you're like watching TV? That's exactly what I was just referencing. That was Wildest Dreams by Taylor Swift. That's the exact moment I was referencing, you old man. Ray doesn't know. He can't tell like the pop queens apart because I put a video of that Kesha song where it's like, I hear your heart beat to the beat of the drum. Bum, bum. You're really going to call me up for this. And Ray was like, he called it like a Taylor Swift song or something. And I'm like, Ray. It's Kesha. Ray, I'm about to revoke your gay card for that. I'm sorry. I messed up my blonde pop queens. I'm sorry. Speaking of gay, let's go to the gay episode. Episode 13, The Matchmaker. Matchmaker, matchmaker, bring me a match. Written by Maya Thompson and directed by Chris Graham. On to the brief synopsis, this is picking up from last episode, Izzy has started a new training program for free, and Javi notices some changes in Izzy and thinks she likes someone. His mind goes to Adrian, and he attempts to get those two on a date. Slyther in disguise overhears this and decides to use his student's advantage by kidnapping him and disguising himself as Adrian in order to nab some sporks. This fails, however, and we learn that Izzy is a lesbian! Lesbian! Let's go, lesbians. Let's go. Alright, on to character focus and elements. Javi the shipper. Just between us, do you... Do you like my sister? Yeah, totally. Izzy's the best. Yeah, she is. But, I mean, like, like. Because she's got a major crush on you. Wait, are you serious? So Javi notices Izzy's been more hygienic than usual. Brushing her hair, wearing perfume. I think it's more she's wearing her hair differently than just a messy sports girl kind of thing. Because remember, Izzy's a tomboy and she's doing her hair really nicely, like braiding it and taking time to make sure it looks pretty. I like it down. It looks really nice down. First few episodes, it was just a messy floppy pony. Give me texture, Tessa. And he assumes that Izzy likes someone. And this is Power Rangers. And he assumes that it's the closest dick in front proximity so he assumes that it's our boy adrian with even adrian being like i don't know bro <laughs> so javi decides to set the two up on a date at taco bro the broiest of tacos which breaks up a meal she was having with fern so javi gets fern alone to get her to leave with her straight off the bat saying i don't date boys which javi is cool with but gets her thing izzy's into adrian which is like come on blind girl you don't can't put two and two together there with izzy she straight up says, I don't like boys. Come on now. Unfortunately for them, Adrian is actually Slyther in disguise and attempts to capture her. But of course, doesn't work because she teleports back because that's what we fucking do in this season. We just teleport everywhere. Thank you. Risk communicator things that teleports everywhere. Didn't other seasons before them with risk teleporters do the same thing? Yeah, but Dino Fury is very heavy on that teleportation. They'll teleport from one side of the room to the other if they really wanted to. Javi then drops the bomb after Slyther calls demanding their sporks in return and Izzy is pissed. She's like, if you weren't my brother, I'd fucking murder you right now. You're lucky I didn't tell dad. He's gonna take away all your instruments. <laughs> Try to set me up on a date with somebody with a penis. How fucking dare you? I mean, hello, look at me. The only thing that made it more apparent is if she played fucking softball. But she decides to save Adrian. She's not gonna crush your brother yet for the sake of the team. They decide to pull a trick out of Lightspeed's book and go off in disguise. Zato's a granny. And at first I thought it was like maybe Izzy was the grandma. And I was like, oh, that's fun. And then I see Izzy and I was like, oh no, Zato is the grandma. Oh, bitch! The other ones are like, whatever, but Zato is a granny is amazing. Ollie had like a mustache. I mean, he had like a blonde wig. Avi then apologizes to all parties and learns that Izzy wasn't into Adrian. She's into someone else. 
else. On to Slytha, messed out out of disguise. Another stellar performance! Kidnapping that girl will be too easy! Once we have Green's Morpher, I can impersonate her, sneak into their base, and finally steal the range of Sporex for Void Knight. <laughs> Slyther, the sly boy that he is, infiltrates Izzy's class to gain some intel on how to nab some sparks and does so by disguising himself as a young man in an orange hat and blue shirt. I'm sensing a trend here. He then comes up with the idea of capturing Adrian, shape-shifting into him and using what he thinks is Izzy's crush on him to get her close enough to capture her, take her form, and nab the sparks from Dino Hinge. Also, the call he answers is pretty funny too because you see him captured at Area 62. Then Slyther takes his form and then he answers the call. He's like, hello, I'm just relaxing. Oh, Chaka Bros? Okay, bye. It's just funny because it's just him trying to act like Adrian, but all he does is evil faces while doing He's like, yeah, I'm just relaxing. Even if you thought Adrian might be a little gay, Slyther played him gayer. He understood the assignment. So yeah, Slyther comes to the date in the ugliest fucking outfit I've ever seen. Let me describe it for you. So he has a purple hat with a triangle on it, orange button down with blue undershirt, baggy black pants, purple socks, ugly black shoes and an orange purse he's got a purse that's my purse i don't know (laughs) way to butch it up slither this plan fails because he's super freaking obvious and doesn't act like adrian at all he whips out a fucking scroll with a poem on it and he serenades it to her i think i'm in love with you izzy oh ah i i I don't you you don't have to (laughs) say anything because i know how you feel in fact, I wrote a poem about it. What? No, no. Uh, uh, Adrian, whatever you heard was wrong. I thought you- My heart burns for you. <laughs> and I hope that you'll love me too. Uh, Adrian, could we go somewhere else, please? So he decides to work on his Plan B project, which is to use Adrian as leverage for the Dino Fury Rangers forks in exchange for it. And he gets it because they think it's the actual container, but it ends up being a fake, but they don't know that. So he decides to have like this fanfare in Area 62 when he reveals it to Void Knight. So he has Henchman playing. He got Mikas with a gong, but it's revealed to be a fake and then just Void Knight just slips him against the gong. Alrighty, so let's get on to it. Izzy's big reveal. She really was acting different, though. I was sure it was because she had feelings for someone. You might not be wrong about that. Feel like ramen? My favorite. (laughs) Have fun, sis. So yeah, like I said earlier, Izzy is a lesbian. Yes. No metaphors, no subtext, no back on my form, made people made assumption about it, no fucking labels, blah, 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 no allegories. Izzy is gay. 
You are gay. She's the first out character in the show. There's clearly gay characters. Riley. Monty, Kelsey, G. Tonia, etc. But we're finally able to flat out say in the year 2021, that character's game Power Rangers. And I love about time. It only took goddamn how long? Shit. 28 years. Blue's Clues acknowledged gay people before Power Rangers did. Didn't they do an episode about Pride or something? They had like a Pride parade. They had uh, a Rue girl come do. It was Nina West. And I think it was handled nice. Javi assumes that she has a crush on someone and it just reveals that she likes Fern and they hold hands and everyone's like, oh, how sweet. There's no like, <laughs> what? There's no over to the topness at all. It's handled subtly and it's good. And it was like, everybody's, oh, that's really cute. Just like how they'd act if it was Izzy and a boy, which I loved. It's so normalized. That's sad that we're so excited about it. But hey, one small step for man, one giant leap for queer people kind. <laughs> and the buildup was great. We know she likes someone. We see her with Fern and Taco Bros. And then the whole thing about Slyther disguises Angel and says he likes her. And she goes into immediate panic. She's like, that, that, that. What? And then she gets pissed off at her brother. I also like that they took their time to reveal it too because it got people to really like Izzy because she's honestly the funniest character on the show. She's not just labeled as the gay one, which some characters are in television. When I I like that she's a great character and it's she's not only great because she's the gay one she just happens to be gay and she's a great character and it's also nice because there's not really any bad character in terms of rangers right now they're all really good they're different archetypes which is nice but they complement each other pretty well but honestly this opened up the can of worms you can't go back from this hasro once you introduce gay characters you're gonna expect one or more every season yep we need to always have a gay ranger preferably a gay male next season please or somebody who might not have the same gender trans trans ranger non-binary trans non-binary bisexual pansexual I would pass away. Baby steps, baby steps. We're getting there. Alrighty, so on to the Sporks Beast of the Week. It's Fox Shell again. Again. A fucking game. What the shell? Yeah! Fox Shell is used by Slyther to capture Adrian and would later be used as extra muscle in the trade-off. He also has some hilarious lines when the Dino Fear Rangers arrive in disguise. He says back to back, What the shell? A teddy bear? But why? And I'm so confused. So yeah, he's gross and is destroyed by the T-Rex Blazing Zord. And the Dino Fury Rangers get his sporks, making the sporks tally Dino Fury Ranger 6, Void Knight 6. Alrighty, so onto character moments, onto Zaddy Zato. Zato sports the blazing battle armor for the first time and dresses up as a granny in their trap against Slyther. On to Amelia Bedelia. Amelia really doesn't do much this episode, but records a podcast on the Loch Ness Monster. She also stands the lesbians when they go get Roman and say, oh, look at them ally onto ollie polly ollie comes up with the idea of making a fake sporks container with a duplication key to trade for adrian all right talked about javi talking about izzy solon just being solon gene and jay bar gone in the episode but i'm sure they stand the lesbians too allies onto miss void knight so miss void knight isn't really in the episode till the end of the episode but in the end we get some big reveals from Miss void knight so yeah he's pissed after a reveal that he's been duped by the rangers he turns mikas in the slime throws slither against the god but then we see void nine in his little room and we see him take off his helmet for the first time And Void Knight is Void Daddy, baby. He's also played by Jerry Turner, who voice acts Void Knight, so that's cool. 
So on to baby mucus. When mucus arrives in the city plaza, she thinks she's super scary. She says she's terrifying. She also gets slimed by Boy Knight after it's revealed that the sparks and tenure they got from the Dino Fury just was a fake. Alrighty, so we talked about Slyther. On to final thoughts. The great. The reveal of Izzy being a lesbian was perfect. Funny. Everything Slyther and Mikas do is perfect. The disguised fight scene was hilarious. And the drama. Void Nine's face reveal was everything. Okay, so that was episode 13. Let's move on to episode 14, which is our Halloween special. Sort of. Barely. Barely. Old foes. It's like an episode that just takes place around Halloween, kind of. It's a clip show, kind of. Uh, we'll talk about it written by johnny hartman directed by chris graham on to the brief synopsis this is lord zed yes you heard me right lord zed breaks into area 62 for his master regal to steal some sporks but voinite makes a deal with him to capture all five gyna rangers in exchange for a sporex meanwhile ollie says he ain't afraid of nothing so his teammates take up on that and sets up a haunted mace for him to go through while he's doing this regal successfully captures four of the rangers but ollie saves them frees zed from his control and the rangers go to a holiday party because it's halloween we don't see the Halloween party, though, which is sad. That's bullshit. Alrighty, so on to character focus and elements. I ain't afraid of nothing. A skeleton. Made of plastic. With a big old price tag. So scary. So Holly brags that he's afraid of nothing to his friends. So his friends decide to scare him with a haunted maze in Pine Ridge Forest. It doesn't work. Ollie then goes into hero mode after seeing his friends captured by the baddies and uses his dino dagger to free Zed from Regal's control and rescues his friends. We then learn that he does have one fear and that's losing his friends. Aww, he's got a heart after all. He then leaves for the Halloween party. Bless best. Stressed as an astronaut. Alrighty, so on to Lord Zed. After all this time, I'm free! I'm free! So yeah, Lord Zeg is back, baby. Voiced by Andrew Lang, the voice of Vengex and Evox. And he's pretty much Regal's bitch the whole episode until he's freed from the compliance collar. He then gives the baddies and the Dino Fury Rangers a good thrashing until he leaves for unknown parts to look for a Z staff. So yeah, Zed's out there somewhere looking for a staff. Prediction time! He'll most likely come back in season two because you're not just going to have Lord Zed exist in the PRU and not do anything with it. He's looking for his staff. And the last person that had it was Scrozzal, who is currently held at Grid Battle Force's headquarters. And we know Commander Shaw is coming back. So I'm guessing Zed is going to bring out Scrozzal and Scrozzal will lead him to the Crystal Mansion where his Zed staff was last seen. Are you really going to be mad at that, Ray? Because you do love a Scrozz. Like if you could get Slyther and Scrozzal in the same scene, I think you'd probably cream your jeans. I'd probably combust. We know Commander Shaw is coming back. So we're going to see Grid Battle Force and they had to keep Scrozzal alive for something. And this seems to be the thing that they wanted to bring him back for. I don't know if this was the plan when they were doing the stuff with the villain relics last season. They showed Zed staff there and I don't know if they were like, oh, maybe we should bring Zed next season depending on whatever season we use, but it's there. I do have a critique on the Zed suit. It's too thick. It is very, very thick. And it's not thick in a good way. No. The dumper doesn't look too bad. <laughs> 
<laughs> this suit was made for the male power fantasy and not the female gaze. I noticed that too. I'm like watching it. I'm like, why does he look so beefy? And it's super apparent because the footage that they shot from the Ranger database is a regular suit, which I'm like, if you were a monster fucker, you would be like, yes. But you know, like this one, I'm just like, mm. He probably has little bitty wieners because he looks like he's on steroids. What was Regal pumping up with all that time? Shit. Is it the suit or is that the kind of suit actor that's beefy? Unless they put a beefy suit actor in there. Most of the suit actors are Japanese and they're not very big. And he looks a little tall. It's too thick. I don't like it. Send it back. Also the voice. The voice is a little off. He's really trying to sound like Robert Axelrod, but his Robert Axelrod is not very good. No offense to him, but I know what you're trying to do. I imagine they're probably just doing the best they can with what they have. It was fine. I'm in the thing where it's like, don't try to imitate someone else's voice. Just do your own thing. Just be like, oh, he was resurrected. His voice sounds different now. It sounds a little bit too much like Vengex, which is apparent because it's the same voice actor for Vengex. Like Laverne Cox trying to do a Tim Curry impression. It's not going to work. Nobody can do a Tim Curry impression. Just be your own Frank. Because look at Anthony Head. Anthony Head didn't do a Tim Curry impression and his Frank is amazing. Zed's voice is so iconic that it's kind of hard to imitate. But if they needed to do Rito, honestly, his son sounds a lot like him. So I think they could probably get Bryce to come do his dad's role and sound pretty close. <laughs> I hear a cat noir. <laughs> it's weird to see Zed without Rita too. You should have brought them both back because that would have been great. Even if you didn't use Carla Perez, you could just be like, well, the resurrection is not perfect. It's still them, but their bodies become a little different because obviously the hoodoo to bring them back is not perfect. Gag bring them back and they have powers, but it changes them because they were dead. Also, they use Kiwi talent a lot, so they'd probably just get some Kiwi actress to play the character. And then just hire Barbara to do her voice and you'd be done with it. They didn't get Barbara to redo all that dialogue like the clip they showed in this episode of rita just get barbara to do it please just pay her the money she is rita repulsa this is what they should have done i know it might be an unpopular opinion but i would have been fine if they brought back thrax no it's a character connected to zed no could have just brought back the actor because he's in new zealand also, Thrax was never turned good. That's the problem with bringing back Zed. He's technically still alive. He's technically still alive, and he's a good guy. It's the same thing with Rita. So Thrax is kind of your way to be like, well... Oh yeah, bringing back Zed makes no sense. He's a human. That was what was weird about that Beast Morphers episode making evil because they had his staff, and they were like, oh, we could revive him. It's like, he didn't die, though. Like He turned good. Yeah. And then they tried to do the same thing with Korag, too, but he turned good. And then they wanted to bring back astronomer she turned good <laughs> if you went back in time and got an evil astronomer you could have carone come in and be like i remember this fucking shit and i knew i needed to come back and fucking stop it regal did say he brought him back at his most evilest so maybe it's the evil part of zed that he brought back or he like was able to pull them from time i extracted you from this point in your life but then at some point he has to go back though because then it becomes a time paradox which is austin's favorite thing in the universe it's probably just a clone of him because they bring back boom tower later on it's confusing i don't want to think about it too much it's hurting my head I haven't caught up and I don't know what's going on and what's going to happen. But I'm just saying, please don't write yourself into a hole like that, everybody in the story team. Zed left and we haven't seen him since, so he'll probably come back in season two. Let's talk about the next aspect of this episode, the clip show part. Oh, there is one idea we can try. Past ranger teams have taken on Zed. 
Maybe the answer is in the legendary database that Mick gave us. Because it's a Halloween special, so we gotta get some clips up in here. First, we're treated to clips of Wolfgang and Brine Blast after Ollie remembers that are old Sporks beasts. We then get old clips thanks to the Ranger database Mick left, showcasing Lord Zed's greatest hits, like Zed using the Rock of Time to turn the Mighty Morton Power Rangers into children. That was so evil. Complete with a really bad Alpha 5 voice. Well, I don't understand, like, are they even asking the voice actors to come back at all? I just think they just want to use New Zealand talent because that's what they did for Making Bad. Richard Horowitz, I believe, is guilt. So he may not... They could have asked him and he could have gone under a pseudonym. Yeah, he could have if he really wanted to, but they may not have asked him just from the jump because he might be expensive. Back when he was Alpha 5, his career wasn't that large. But since then, he's been Invader Zim. He's done all kinds of voice work. So he does command a bit more money in terms of voice acting because his voice is very obvious who it is. Even when he's doing Alpha, you still kind of know that that's Richard Horowitz. It sounds exactly the same. That's entirely possible. They just may not have even asked him because one, he's Union and two, he's a little bit more successful it's kind of like them not asking brian cranston to come back and record the few voice lines he did for the monsters he voiced they couldn't get him if they wanted to but i just think they just wanted to use kiwi talent because in making bad they showed mystic force clips with korag and they got the actor that played korag back but then when they did in space and mighty morphin clips they just got quote unquote sound alikes well my thing also is why are they still doing this because they can just choose clips that don't have sound i felt like that's what they were doing at first they were just having Solon narrate the thing i'm like just don't show them talking just use clips that when they're not talking and then with getting korag back though new zealand remember this is filmed during the pandemic it's easy to get people in the country well that was for beast morphers and that was filmed what 2018 or something yeah it just might be the production team they might just want to not mess with it and just uh, try to do as much it's probably easier they're probably just like eh, it's not important whatever only the old assholes are going to really notice kids are not really going to care too much yeah, the jaded old fucking fossils in the fandom will know. Including myself, I'm putting myself in this. They also showed a clip of using Serpentaren to fight the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Lord Zed draining the Green Ranger powers and his most dastardly plan ever, creating the Dark Rangers. Girl, what? Whose only thing they did those two episodes they were in was just stand there. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so bad. Tag yourself. I'm the pink one. We also see a clip of him turning good by the Z-Wave, complete with a really bad Rita voice. Good Lord, it made the fucking one from Beast Morphers and Mystic Force sound complicated. Wasn't there a reason why, too, that they couldn't use the original sounds? Was it because they had decayed or something? I think stereo quality or something. Yeah, I think it's because they couldn't match up with the current quality. I think it's the sound mixing. I think the sound mixing didn't have separate audio files for the voices and the music. But at the same time, I'm like, don't you own the music? Them saying that, oh, they're not separate files. Sure. I don't even know if they're even still a thing, but PR unreleased music would literally edit out dialogue and everything from music and it would sound perfect. The technology is there to do that. Granted, the quality is not great, but that's why you do it through a video screen where the quality wouldn't be great. But you could also go in and isolate the vocals because people do that with tracks that don't have instrumentals released either. There's instrumental music versions of Fall Out Boy songs because they went through and deleted the music too. So it goes both ways. Maybe someone will ask Simon that someday. Just use clips. I don't want any people talking. Don't even use the sound from the clips. Just use them as quiet audio. Yeah, let's have someone narrate over them and then call it a day. 
face. Exactly. And lastly, we get a clip from the Beast Morpher Rangers from last season when we see the compliance caller on Rijack. So that, I guess, explains the compliance caller. I think I forgot that the Rijack suit, honey, doing the push-ups. Oh, yeah. Rijack making Vargoel do push-ups. Yeah. Uh, ma'am. I was like, did I forget something? It was pretty smart of them to reuse the compliance caller. I guess that's something that's on the evil base market that people can buy to just put on people. Did they just use this conceit again? But that was really clever to use the conceit, but then just make it tie back so it doesn't look like you're just reusing the same idea. You're like, oh, no, this is a trend. This is things that these guys do in this universe. This is what baddies use to control other baddies. That's the only way Lord Zed would bottom for another villain. Pretty sneaky, sis. But speaking of bottoming for a villain, let's talk about Ragoal. It is true. I command Zed. For I am the sorcerer Regal. My magic can bring back beings from any world, any time. Voiced by Jeffrey Dolan, who voiced Korag in Mystic Force and Gosei in Mega Force. Regal is not a Sporks piece. He's just some random sorcerer from space that has the ability to revive anyone and revive Zed at his most powerful. He also puts a compliance collar to control Zed and would later resurrect Sporks Beast, Wolfgang, and Prime Blast to aid him in capturing the Dino Fury Rangers for Void. So he puts sleepy cuffs on, on four of them and fails on capturing Ollie and gets the fuck out after Zed is freed from his control. And for some fucking reason, he decides to go back to Area 62 and Void Knight puts sleepy cuffs on him and puts him in a prison cell until Void Knight needs him in the finale. <laughs> You just put on ice until the finale. Just go in this prison cell until we need you again. I guess Regal's just fine with that. Captured and you've got that stuff on you. There's no getting it off, so. Yeah, but he just goes back to Area 62. It's not like he was captured or anything. He just goes back to Area 62. Did he think he could negotiate with Void Knight to get the Sporks anyway? So the Sporks tally is 6-6. Six, six. Staying the same. On to character moments. Zaddy Zato. When Zato learns about Halloween and dressing up, he at first wants to dress up as a box for the Halloween party being held at Buzzfuzz, which made me laugh so much. This is so funny that he was just, just dressed as a box. I don't know why it's so funny. I think TikTok's just running up yeah but it's also adorable because it's like a fish out of water thing i love my fish out of water rangers like ivan and steel and coda i don't know however he somehow gets a really nice and accurate knight's armor it would have been funnier if you to just wore his knight of ravcod outfit but it's kind of worth it though because he kind of shades it and bitches about getting it on because he's like an earth knight how wonderful it took me 20 minutes to put on Humans actually fought in this? Onto Amelia Bedelia. Amelia dressed up as a vampire for the party. Onto Javi. Javi decides to dress up as his dad for a Buzz Blast Halloween party, but not only his dad, a dead zombie version of his dad. Because the scariest thing Javi can think of is dressing up as a dead version of his dad. Yikes. Projecting much? Onto Izzy Azalea, when seeing Lord Zed fight Wolfgang and Brian Blast, she says, now that's a mood. And she also dresses up as a leprechaun, complete with rainbow, because she's thrown that gay agenda in our faces. Halloween is the gay agenda, let's be honest. Onto Solon Solon. Solon actually does something this episode and yeets a no-how drop into Wolfgang's mouth. She also whips out the ranger database Mick left him. Onto Jane and Jayborg. Literally the only thing Jane and Jayborg do this episode is sing about Halloween banner. That's all! <laughs>
On to Miss Void Knight. Miss Void Knight is so afraid of Zed that he almost shits his armor. And also, when it's revealed that he's working with Ghoul, he makes a deal with him and offers him one Sporks in exchange for capturing the Dino Fury Rangers. Just one. Because he's a penny pincher and he needs that to revive his girlfriend. His Mrs. Freeze. I was like, wait a second. Did I just suddenly change it to Batman? On to Baby Mucus. Poor Mucus gets scared by his dad. He almost hits her while trying to steal a Sporex. If you lay up one of your little slimy claws on her, Zed, you're going to catch these fucking fists. I'll tell you that. These fists are rated E for everyone, motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> these colors don't run, bitch. <laughs> USA. 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 You don't come for the baby in this house. You will catch these fists. That's just me watching TV, protecting my favorite characters. Also, Mucus has a cute little scene where Regal comes in and he's like, Zed works for you? What a twist! Yeah, and if you're his boss, why are you so nice to him? Shouldn't you be mean like my boss is to me? And are you hiring? I mean, same, sis. I mean, it's better than getting abused by fucking Void Knight. On to Miss Slyther. She doesn't do much this episode. She just gets her ass kicked by Zed. That's it. On to final thoughts. Cute little Halloween clip show. Cool usage of old clips, but we still gotta deal with that shitty redub. This is probably one of the only times where a Halloween clip show is pretty important to the story of the season because we're gonna see Rhea Ghoul again and we're for sure gonna see Zed coming back in season two. So look out for that. So that's the end of our Dino Fury review. So next episode, we're gonna do 15 and 16 and depending on news, maybe 17. Yeah, we'll see. Alrighty, so that's the end of episode time to plug it in plug it in austin where can people find you you can find me on twitter at the ranger team and amber where can people find you i'm on all social media at pan to the pan Alrighty, and you can follow me at underscore shattery 22 check out the morgue for legacy database all updated with information season one of darkness fury is completely done so if you haven't followed the netflix episodes spoilers but yeah that's the end of episode 155 we'll see you next week for another episode of the grid but until then everybody say bye 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 ah! well, this has been a Morphin Legacy production, bitches! <laughs>